0: I've heard a lot of CEOs talk about imposter syndrome. I think that's quite a healthy uh, syndrome to to suffer from because the moment you think you're good at it, (laughs) I think, uh, you know, you're liable to trip over.
1: From Positive Momentum, this is Meet the CEO, a show that takes you behind the scenes of the working lives of people who've reached what some might call the pinnacle of their career ladder. I'm Chris Taplin, a partner of Positive Momentum, and on today's show we meet Martin Metcalf, CEO of Basis Technologies, a leading solution provider to some of the world's largest SAP customers. Based in Richmond in the UK, Basis has been operating globally for 25 years and provides DevOps excellence for SAP environments, which are usually business critical and require extensive testing and careful deployment of any changes. Martin's career is one of long tenures with over 30 years of experience in the IT market. He started out in the structural engineering world in the late 70s where he took an opportunity to move into sales and found he was good at it. With several moves via BT he joined a software partner program manager of Digital Equipment Corporation which went on to become Compact. This brought him into the awareness of SAP and with their new ERP product R3 and with this interaction, he was then headhunted to join SAP just at a critical moment of hyper-growth. In this rapidly challenging and changing environment, Martin rose to Regional Managing Director, UK and Ireland, Nordics and Sub-Saharan Africa. After 11 successful years at SAP, he then moved to, to first become CEO role at Strategic Thoughts, a UK-aim-listed software business And via various non-exec roles joined Basis Technologies as CEO and he's now been there 11 years. Outside of work Martin is passionate about his family, golf and motorbikes or anything with an engine it seems and countless other interests of which we'll hear more later. I first met or should I say briefly overlapped with Martin whilst at SAP in the early 2000s and I was delighted to team up with him again recently. We start out, as we always do on Meet the CEO, by asking Martin why he became a CEO.
0: Oh, well, morning, Chris, um, and thanks for uh, giving me some time to run through your, your, your seven questions. Why, why is the hardest actually? Because if, you, if you'd have asked me how, that would be a much easier um, answer to give. Uh, I, I guess the why question is, um, why, why did I become a CEO? Well, I've been a CEO a number of different times. And, and I'd like to just explain that there are different contextual um, areas ar- around being a CEO because there's so many uh, different types of organization um, that you can be a CEO of. Um, whether it's, a, a, you know, st- what stage is the business at? Is it a startup? Is it mature? Is it a small business? Is it a large business? Uh, is it public, is it private, um, is, it, is it funded? Um, and, and all of these different contextual uh, environments um, are really helpful to understand when someone like myself is talking and answering these questions. So I've been a CEO, of what I call, a, what we would expect a CEO um, title to mean these days, three different times. Um, and the first time I became a CEO was at SAP, where I was effectively the succession plan for a leader there who who had far greater ambitions within SAP. Um, And so for two years, I was uh, trained to take the next role of being the CEO of the fourth largest subsidiary of SAP and a number of other smaller subsidiaries, which created quite a large section of the European SAP business. And that's the context there is is that you're a CEO with PL, full PL responsibilities, um, and you've got to run a fairly large team. I had about 1,100 people, there's about 500 million pounds of turnover, but you're part of a much, much bigger organization. Um, The emphasis there very much is on growth, sales, uh, and customer satisfaction. Um, I moved on from SAP and became uh, the CEO of a publicly listed company, which was in a bit of trouble. And I joined as an advisor. So I was a non-executive director, um, where unfortunately the, the CEO um, had to make a number of profit warnings. And in the public area, that's you know pretty much um, the, end of the end of the road. End of the road yeah. and, and the board asked me, because mm. of my relevant experience, um, whether or not I would take the CEO role there. And so for four and a half years, I was the CEO of, of a publicly listed company, and, and that has um, some different stresses and strains on it, uh, and different requirements of a CEO than, for example, in, in a private company. And then finally, um, when when I'd finished there, uh, I, was, I found myself being, a, again, an advisor to a very small SAP-related uh, products business, uh, Basis Technologies, mm. and... Whereas before I was either part of a succession plan or whether I was asked, you know, can you step in and help out? Here is one where I said, I want to do it. Ah, yes, deliberately. And and I've always wanted to be a CEO. I guess that, you know, that, that, but, but, you know, one must be very careful of what one wishes for. (laughs) Um, Being a CEO isn't quite, um, (laughs) not always what you think it is. Um, but in Basis Technologies, I wanted to, and the reason I wanted to is because i would had so much relevant experience, and Basis Technologies was at that kind of um, crossroads where it could either wither on the vine or actually be be transformed into a really world-class software business, Mm. and it had so many of the right ingredients. I just wanted to help where I could, Um, and so... The why is it's a difficult one to answer because one might have aspirations to become, you know, a leader, um, or feel that it's it's naturally part of, you know, what you get up every day to do. It's a purpose, um, and it's also, yeah, you know, it's also, so, you know, be careful what you don't know. <laughs> um, but I I have taken the lead in a number of different roles in a number of different businesses. And being CEO of um, Basis Technologies is, uh, you know, the culmination of my previous career. And it's all about, for me, it's all about inspiring a great team of people to go and achieve just the very best we can. Yeah. Um, and Basis Technologies is on its way. And, and it's been a long journey because transformational journeys are long. Um, why? I enjoy it. That I, I I thrive on the challenges and I thrive on helping and inspiring people just achieve so much more, and that is a a, a really fulfilling um, and worthwhile job if you get it right, but getting it right is is really quite tricky, um, and I feel at the moment um, in in this particular role as as, as if um, there's been a lot of achievements, a lot of personal growth because I learn something every day mm-hmm. and I always have done. I learned an awful lot, and we'll, we'll cover that later, about some of the people that I've learned uh, who are incredibly um, important in that why. Because, you know, to answer the question why, um, you, you kind of look to the people that you've worked with in the past, and either they inspire you or they don't. And I was very, very fortunate that, particularly in my years at SEP, I, I had incredible inspirational
1: leaders. It sounds like, you know, you other people could see... should be a ceo before you could see it it sounds like other people could see it and and well you know you can accidentally fall into a career path but i think um uh it sounds like the excelling of it and and therefore realizing that you could you could do it and that you could enjoy doing it uh sounds like a very good reason uh why um second question then Sort of thinking a little bit about that work-life balance and so forth. Um, what part of your day is sacrosanct and preserved at all costs?
0: Yeah, I, I, I gave that a lot of thought. Um, I my, the 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 one thing that I do almost every single day is is my daily call with my chief finance officer. <laughs> He's more of a counsellor than anything else. Yeah. Um, we have, we have a call every morning, and we run through the challenges, we run through the, the business and, and it, the ideas, particularly the challenges. Um, we're an invested business as well, so we have a, a private equity um, partner mm. uh, who, who are a majority shareholder. So we, we've got some particular responsibilities um, as, as a duo, and and that to me has always been right from my early days. I've always I've always relied upon and had the pleasure of working with excellent finance directors. Mm. Um, I am sales and marketing through and through, and I'm not an accountant, so I'm not a lawyer. Um, and these are so important part and elements of the business. So so I I have my My sacrosanct, you know, work thing is 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 having my almost every day, not every day. We do take holidays now and again. um, Is is a call with my finance
1: director, Richard Bayless. Anything outside of work? I mean, do you have a certain routine that you do? That
0: yeah, I mean, I I try and keep fit, and and uh, I I have a little gym, and I I I try uh, my best at at, at making sure that. yeah, my sedentary job doesn't yeah. doesn't um, doesn't uh, uh, affect my health. Um, I, 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 I'm a reader. I always read every single night. I will I will go to sleep reading a book. Um, and um, I often help my my wife uh, every day with with the horsework because she's into horses, and um, that is a massive amount of work. So there's always. There's always those sort of uh, when when you can shut the laptop down when you when you're not travelling when you're not mm. involved in the business. There's there's those, those kind of areas. Um, they're, they're my kind of more routine things. Find you in the stables then uh, up during, yeah, so to yeah I, I'm I'm am I'm a, I've become a very good stable lad. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Yeah, and I know my place. Third question then. Um, what's been the most challenging event situation you've encountered as a CEO, and what did you learn from it?
0: So, yeah, the word change, constant change, transformation is is often uh, spoken of. And and I think the biggest challenge that I've ever faced is the full business transformation of basis technologies. Um, And transformation uh, is is an enormous task. Um, and And in some ways, I have been guilty of underestimating the amount of time and effort to transform the business. Culturally, we've got a fantastic culture, but we're having to move with the times because Basis Technologies is not a, a young business um, and it was very much founded on strong technology expertise in the SCP field. Today, we have to transform to be able to present uh, our solutions that have business impact, business value. And so that sounds like an easy job to do, but to transform the business culture to understand how we position ourselves um, that is valuable and impactful to a business is quite a transformation and it affects just about every part of the business. And and therefore, um, one of the biggest um, areas of learning in, in this particular transformation is how right you have to get the organizational design first. And then recruit to it. Often, and I've been guilty of this. You work with what you have, and that can be, that can slow transformation down quite considerably um, because you make too many compromises. So the, the the biggest challenge in 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 my role, in my experience, has been transformation, <clears throat> and that transformation starts with the organisation and the talent that you have in it and the leadership you have in it. And when you get that piece right, then logically um, the rest should be more routine. But if you don't get that right, you stumble around making mistakes after mistakes. Um,
1: and that, that's the biggest challenge uh, yeah. that, okay. that, so I, you, that I've experienced. I think you learned then was really that not just to stick with what you had there, and but you were to introduce some people that and get the best talent around you for the organizational change that you need to go for. Yes, that makes sense. Um, and so, now, who has influenced you the way the way you lead? Who are your biggest influences?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I I referenced this earlier. Um, one of the luckiest things that happened to me was joining SAP, where I spent nearly twelve years. And I always, and I still regard to this day, SAP as a, a shining example, um, a best of best in class uh, software business, a really world class business. It has its challenges, of course, but I I was I joined SAP at the beginning of its uh, client server R three uh, journey, which has now transpired into the SAP we know today. Um, and during that period, I worked for. Uh, and with a number of very, very inspiring people. Um, the first person um, to really pull out would be Hans Peter Clay. Hans Peter was the managing director of the UK and Ireland subsidiaries for, for some time. He, he had, had bigger ambitions and that's where I was the succession plan. Hans Peter taught me so much about execution, sales execution and, and, and business plan execution. I learned a tremendous amount from Hans-Peter, and he really uh, prepared me for the for taking that role on, which was when I first became a, a real CEO. Um, also worthy of note is uh, Dr. Professor Henning Kargerman, who was the CEO at the time, um, a, a quite incredible man. Um, the way that he ran the business, and I, the one thing he taught me, was authenticity. Mm -hmm. I I never forget we were, um, I invited Henning Kargerman over to meet with the board of a large major UK bank. And one of the board members asked Henning Kargerman, what is your vision for financial services? And Henning's response was, I don't work with visions, I work with facts. (laughs) And you could have cut the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, you know, the tumbleweed, yeah. um, and then he went on to explain, to... and his knowledge, given that he's a CEO, he's a professor, obviously, and, and, yeah. and very erudite, and but his knowledge of the financial services and, and in, in particular, the banking industry and its challenges was so immense. You think to yourself, mm-hmm. "My goodness, knowing his stuff." I mean, he was very, very inspirational because. He taught, he taught me the importance of understanding you know, the nature of your customers' yeah. environments, because you can't really go in and say, hey, I've got a solution for you if you don't understand really quite to a, a deep level, the challenges that, that, that those uh, organizations are going through. Um, then uh, I also had the, the pleasure of working with Leo Apataker um, while he was CEO. Um, he was also head of the EMEA before. So I worked with Leo. Leo was uh, an incredibly bright man. Uh, he is an incredibly bright man, and and he taught me an awful lot about, yeah, the, the big corporate world. And 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 finally Les Heyman, who unfortunately uh, passed away uh, some years back. Les, I, I asked Les to be chair of Basis Technologies when I took on the CEO role because Les brings uh, a very, very Human approach to leadership. Mm. Um, again, an incredibly bright man, incredibly humorous, but so uh, reassuring and people people focused. Yeah. Um, and 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 there's four, what I would classify as great leaders in the
1: software industry. That, that inspired me in, in, in different ways. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite fortunate to to know three out of those four uh, people not very well, but um, I certainly can see why your leadership style is the way it is. It is very human and it's very authentic. And uh, But it's also that sales discipline and focus that you uh, learned from Hans-Peter Clay. So I yes. can see those influence in you already uh, or it makes some sense. So um, moving on to... Um, what is this secret of an effective executive team?
0: Well, on the one hand, it's quite an easy answer. Um, the devil's in the detail, of course. Common values, common goals, and trust. Yeah. Um, with those three in place, um, you know. You, you, you've got an incredibly higher chance of, of of driving through and, and delivering against the, the ambitions that that, that you have. Um, everybody's different. Um, culturally, we we have developed, um, and I'm not just saying this. We we get this feedback from our employees. We have a culture in in Basis Technologies which which our our all our colleagues really appreciate. Um, they would classify as everybody's out to help everybody else. There's no politics and uh, we're, we're, we're all driving for the same um, goals. Um, we all share the same values. Um, and everybody has a, a high level of trust. And I think with those those three ingredients in place, you've got a really fair to middling chance of success. There are other factors which will come and scupper you, but um, yeah that, that, that would be there would be my three.
1: Yeah, Uh, areas makes a lot of sense. Yeah, common values, common goals, and trust. Um, It obviously therefore influences the whole organisation from what from what you're saying. Um, Sort of the penultimate question now. uh, Thank you, Martin. Was um, what's the biggest change on your horizon? Oh, this is going
0: to sound a bit hackneyed, but um, change is constant. Yeah, Uh,
1: transformation
0: from place A to place B is just one transformation in probably a series of continuous transformation. Yeah, exactly. And and as I said earlier, the biggest challenge I've had to date is organizational transformation. Um, And we have to transform continuously as as our markets and as our customers transform uh, and the world transforms. And and that is something that you you can't settle in one place. Uh, complacency it will, will lead you to a short short-term um, problem so um, constant transformation uh, and constant inspiration of the leadership team um, to embrace that um, that that I would would imagine would be it, particularly in the context of, of a growth business it might be different for a startup, it might be different for a very established, large, multi-billion global corporation. But in, in the context of where I am today, that transformation is going to be absolutely necessary.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and that will be continuous challenge going forwards. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's that point at the moment, which is just about growth and therefore everyone having to accept and embrace the um, the change. Transformational change uh, and going to keep them inspired and keep them on that journey, which makes, makes a lot of sense. So, so now we're coming to the, towards the end of the podcast. And um, I just wanted to ask you um, about whether you, what three quick pieces of advice you would have for anyone aspiring to become a CEO. Yeah, this is,
0: (laughs) I'd like, I'd like to say that um, giving advice is, 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 you know, something to be careful of um, because everything is contextual Um, And if a CEO came, if someone came to me and said, you know, I'd like to become a CEO, I think, again, understanding the context of the organization that they wanted to become CEO of would be very important before you start uh, dishing out um, pieces of advice. But in general, um, I'd like to say, be yourself, be authentic. Uh, It's not an act. Um, You don't have to become somebody else. You know, you have to be yourself because yeah. when you try to become somebody else,
1: um, you're going to be found out. We, say we call um, it the best version of ourselves. We often say, yeah. the best version of yourself. Yeah.
0: Um, the other thing about a good CEO, in my opinion, is CEOs stand at the front when things are not going well and they blend into the background when things are going well. And that's about... Um, it's not about you it's about that leadership team that you're building and you're working with and equally for them it's about their their teams and their and their people so you know it's 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 not a job where you crave um uh acknowledgement and and, and recognition it, it's a job where you crave others recognition uh finally um accept your failures and your weaknesses. I think I've heard a lot of CEOs talk about imposter syndrome <laughs> and I think I think that's quite a healthy uh, syndrome to, to suffer from because the moment you think you're good at it, <laughs> I think uh, you know you're liable to trip over. So having that kind of constant be prepared to learn something new every day and be open-minded um, because no one knows it all. things change rapidly. And you've just got to be really, really flexible on that. And if you, and if you, as the CEO, can can demonstrate that, then it really helps inspire others to, to accept that you don't get things right first time every time, although we strive to. I remember Henning Kargerman saying one day, uh, "Seek excellence, not perfection." And you know, when when you when you uh, break that down, it it, it means that. Striving for perfection is 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 a foolhardy goal. Um, just being the best you can every day um, is 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 good enough. And uh, being good enough, by the way, is 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 important. So accept accept your failures, um, your weaknesses, um, and be prepared to learn something every day.
1: Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. That's really inspirational. Um, I took yeah, took a lot out of that. I, I think that that idea of you. Having to be stand up, be visible, take the hits when it's tough, and then know when to fade into the background to push others forward, and 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 get some uh, enjoyment from their the reflective glory maybe of of their achievements Um, is something that uh, I've always been inspired to do, and uh, yeah, that kind of. Uh, understand the context I I think I get that there's certainly there's not one size fits all response to anyone becoming aspiring to be a CEO they need to know kind of what is that organization and what's expected of them so I just want to really thank you very much Martin for this time today and uh, I really just want to wish you uh, all the best with uh, basis technologies and and with the horses and all the other areas of interest and uh, thank you and goodbye
0: Yeah. Thank you, Chris. It's
1: been a pleasure. Wow. How about that for some great words of wisdom from Martin. Martin didn't set out to become a CEO, though eventually he became one three times. It seems others could see the potential in him, and he was very grateful to those mentors and their guidance. I can see from each leader, he learned something. And as I just said, I can see these influences on Martin and do think he leads by their example. Driving performance, understand your customer and be authentic human. He knows his limitations and he works to partner closely with his CFO to balance his commercial skills. The teams he forms must conform to and align with common goals, common sets of values and building a trusting environment. Changes are constant and bases are still on that journey to link their capabilities with significant value and impact back to their customers. It's one I know Martin will continue to excel at. Finally, there was a three piece of advice to aspiring CEOs out there. Be humble, always learning, be authentic. And I love the knowing when to step forward when times are tough and finding ways to bring others forward all the rest of the time. Or maybe it's the mucking out of the horses for his wife that grounds him, who knows. I'm so very grateful to Martin, of course, thank you for listening. If you're finding these podcasts are helping you to broaden your perspective, then please tell others who might similarly appreciate it. If you're new to our show, welcome. Thanks for giving us a try. And why not go and take a look back at the back catalog where you'll find a smorgasbord of learning. In meanwhile, best wishes in all your endeavors and look forward to welcoming you to the next episode of Meet the CEO from Positive Momentum.